The Twins nearly no-hit the Royals in a 6-3 victory in the series opener Tuesday. A lot to break down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Tuesday, September 13th, and I'm the host of Locked On Twins, alongside Brandon Warren of Access Twins writer and reporter. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchup news, and podcasts, including this year's Week 2 slate. Brandon, Twins nearly no-hit the Royals. Uh, what's your takeaway tonight? I'm not too charged up about the fact that Joe Ryan came out when he did. I'm not too charged up about the fact that Havani Moran did the things he did in the ninth inning. Uh, whatever. I, I, I'm unbothered by the fact that anything other than a, the Twins winning happened. Like 6-3, 6-1, don't care. The Twins won. They got to keep pace. I have already tweeted that I think they're done, but there's no sense in not watching the rest of the season, the last 22 games, if you don't think that there's a reason to play. So one step first, first uh, po- one foot in front of the other. They did that tonight, and uh, we'll see if they can do it tomorrow. So Joe Ryan was no hitting the Royals through seven innings tonight on 106 pitches. I think it sucks, right? It sucks. We wanted to see him get that opportunity. Maybe let him start the eighth, Brandon. Maybe let him start the eighth. And if he gets a couple, three quick outs, you know, three outs on six pitches, he's at 112 going into the ninth. I just don't think they saw a scenario where he was going to get through nine without throwing like 130 pitches. But that doesn't mean it was impossible. Right. And I think, too, if you send him out there and you have Moran warmed up, that after the first hit or once it reaches a certain pitch count, taking him off to a standing ovation is certainly not a bad thing either. And so, I mean, I get it. And I know fans, there are going to be fans who want to cling to that, especially now that the team is only 500 through 140 games. Certainly more might've been expected based on how they started, but this is a guy who, I mean, what did he throw last year? 90 some innings. I don't know if he's thrown a hundred in a professional season yet. If he has, it isn't by much. And it isn't recently because of 2020 being an off year and then 2020 being a development year and kind of catching up. So if you look at his numbers, now you tweeted me, was it you that tweeted me the Gary Sanchez catching him versus Ryan Jeffers catching him numbers? Yeah, like in his career, everybody else catching him. Although those numbers are going to change tonight. So let's (laughs) let's assume that if that's not accurate, then he's most certainly wearing down as the season is going on, right? Maybe this was a second win. Maybe this was hey, Kansas City is really bad. But if he's wearing down, it's the impetus is on Rocco to see that and know that he can't ride him. I mean, he wrote him 106 pitches. That's that's already a lot more than he usually would. Yeah. No, I agree. It's tough. You want to watch it happen. Reese says no hitters are overrated. Health is most important. I will say, like, yeah, I agree with that, but I think no hitters are so overrated that they're almost underrated now. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, it's still cool. You're gonna something you tell your kids about. You know, Joe Ryan's gonna tell his kids 
one day that he threw a no hitter in the big leagues. I still think it's cool. Of course. But I mean, Dusty lifted Justin Verlander and that was after seven innings. Now Verlander's got different set of circumstances. He's 39 years old. Joe Ryan is 15 years younger than that or 14, whatever it is. But imagine the optics if Verlander, who ended up going on the injured list right after that, uh, I think it was completely unrelated. I think it was a hamstring or something. But imagine if he would have pushed him further and then he comes out and has this hamstring thing or whatever he's dealing with now. I mean, the problem is everyone that has a loud opinion has no skin in the game and they'll just as easily turn on Rocco if Joe Ma- Joe Ryan throws 118 pitches, gives up a hit in the eighth inning, and then comes in tomorrow with a stiff elbow. You know, you'll 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 turn on him at the drop of a hat. So Rocco really doesn't doesn't have the ability to care about that. He has to care about Joe Ryan. He has to care about the Minnesota Twins, and he did that tonight. We've seen the Twins kind of own the Royals recently, and it goes yeah. back to when they were in Kansas City. Remember, they came back. They had that seven run ninth inning or eighth inning, bottom of the eighth to come, top of the eighth to come back and and beat the Royals in Kansas City. And since then, they've really, I think, they've taken care of business against Kansas City. They've scored a lot of runs. They hit three home runs tonight. Uh, Billy Hamilton almost homered, for God's sakes. Like, they hit the ball. They hit the ball well against Kansas City this year. Uh, and they've, they've taken care of business. And Gavin says this is the version of Correa we thought we were going to get. He's been absolutely terrific the last couple of weeks. Well, a few things. Maybe there's some coincidence. I feel like Tyler Duffy just got mauled by the Royals this year. I could be wrong, could be remembering it wrong, but shipping out Duffy might have been the change that they needed to make to take take down the Royals. Um, I think the Twins had held them scoreless for some 30-some-odd innings in a row. I think it was 36 innings. Yeah, until that ninth inning. And so uh, I haven't seen the Twins dominate the Royals like this since. They had a three-game series back in maybe 06 or something where it was three straight shutouts and Kyle Loesch had the last one. So I don't, I don't remember which year that would have been exactly. I think it was like Santana Radke Loesch or something like that. But um, yeah, that's the level of dominance that they've really had over Kansas city. And as far as the Korea comment, absolutely. And I, I had cautioned a friend who I spoke to. um, Well, you know, and we talk in the group chat with him that um, the worst thing that could happen is Carlos Correa plays well enough to opt out down the stretch, gets hot, has 1,000 OPS in September, but the Twins don't get hot enough to make the postseason. So they're darned if they don't, danged if they do. And um, it certainly seems like that could be the case. Well, I was looking at the free agent market today. This is not something we've discussed a whole lot. Uh, It's Bogarts, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, Carlos Correa headlining the shortstop class. And you look at like their numbers since 2018 – Bogarts mm-hmm. in a lot of areas has been more valuable. He's He's got the better bat. He's older, though, than Correa. Where do you yeah. stand on this, Brandon, as we sit here in September with those four? You say Sw- Swanson, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa. Who do you see getting the most money in free agency? Trey Turner, without a doubt for me. I mean, Correa's got the age and the pedigree as far as defense. world championship defense. He can hit. Um, but for me, it's Turner. And if I'm Correa, I mean, this last run basically has put him to right where you'd expect him for a season. But a month ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago when I wrote about it was, if you look at the free agent market next year for shortstops, I'm pretty sure it's like Tim Anderson, if his option gets declined, which is not going to happen, Brandon Crawford, and then like Ahmed Rosario, who I couldn't believe was already going to be a free agent. And then uh, I think Jorge Polanco, one of his first options comes up too. So the marketplace would be better 
But at the same time, how many teams are looking for shortstops now? How many will be looking in a year? How many contenders are looking? How many teams will spend money? Will the Yankees be involved with Volpe in their system? There is a lot to take into consideration. I think right now, I think the smart money is that he opts out but leaves the door open to come back because I think all that matters right now is Scott Boris getting his cut from whatever the next contract is. It. I'm not saying anything nefarious. I'm not trying to wrinkle any whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they have an idea that he's going to sign long-term here, but not until after the season and after he opts out so that the new contract is entirely on Boris's ledger. It'll be interesting. That's a good point that that free agent class after this year is a little bit different. It'll be interesting if Xander goes back to Boston, if Dansby goes back to Atlanta, how that shakes out for Correa. Cause there's only, like you said, of the contenders, a lot of contenders have good shortstops or they're losing their shortstop to free agency. So it'll be super interesting. Gavin, I love this question. We're getting, we're getting started early, I guess. Can you guys give me one player each that you think will sign with the twins in 2023? Here's a guy I love and it's maybe not as exciting, but I think the twins this off season will have an opportunity to build a really, really good bullpen because they have a good foundation of arms. Rafael Montero, we saw him in Houston. Twins beat him up a little bit. He's a free agent. Love him. Big time stuff. Late inning arms. So I will say they uh, they finally have broken with the Lopez trade. Their inability or unwillingness to go after controllable relievers. I think they signed Montero. Brandon, what do you think? I'm going to go in another direction and probably a too easy one. But uh, either Carlos Rodon or Carlos Correa. You got to get a Carlos, man. You got to shoot for the stars. You've got enough young cheap, talented players who are going to be the part, a big part of a, a, an up-and-coming core. I still believe this team can be on the upswing, and you need to make a big move. So if you can't bring Carlos Correa back, go get Carlos Rodon, give him a three-, four-year deal, and have that number one with some bullets in your rotation. That would be super cool. I would love yep. that. Uh, for some reason, I see Elvis Andrews at shortstop for the Twins next year. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think you're. Reason, ch- I think you're channeling your inner. Uh, do I dare say his name on the show? Um, I think you're channeling your inner Cody Perkle right now. Yeah, Cody, we love you. We I, love I, you, Cody. I don't even know if he's been floating Andrews. I'm just looking, and I know the Twins were saying or the twins were actually pursuing Andrews. That's what Hayes yeah. was reporting in, in spring training before they got Correa or, you know, after the lockout. So I think that's uh that's certainly a possibility if they don't get one of those big guys, but just, I just hold yeah. out this hope that, that they'll finally, you know, make that, that huge contractual move for, for Correa. I'm just, you know what they'll hope. do? They'll trade for Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Yeah, they could. Keep him this time because, um, Two home runs against the Twins, notwithstanding, it really didn't seem to me like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa could go back to the Bronx. He's got another year of control, I believe, but um, whew, I know the Yankees fans are not fond of him. Well, I, I'm also curious, like, and this is really premature, but we won't have an opportunity. I mean, Brandon will come on Locked on Twins this offseason, but I do wonder if maybe their plan is get somebody who can fill short for a little bit before Royce is ready, but that just seems like a lot. Let, an option, a cool option could be, Brandon, like Bogarts plays short and then moves over to third when Royce is yeah. healthy or something like that. Well, or, uh, I mean, I could see them going again like a Jose Iglesias type too to just right. stop, gap it up, um, you know, the modern-day Juan Castro. Right. Luke says, we'll finish with with this. Twins need to sweep Cleveland in Cleveland to have any hope in making the playoffs at all. Five game series. 
in Cleveland this weekend. Uh, the Twins need help elsewhere, Luke. They need the Angels to show up and, and win one of those games because I think the the actual the spot they need to be in is down three games going into Cleveland. That's that's my opinion yep. of it. Do you see it that way, Brandon? Well, I think this five-game series, <laughs> it's kind of a throwback to when the Twins were in the Southern League with Chattanooga because I think Chattanooga and Pensacola played five-game series. Um, yeah, uh, you, you got to take at least four or five, and you need to be in a better spot when you go to Cleveland than you are right now. So that's asking an awful lot. If you can't make up ground, then, uh, yeah, it's probably a sweep because even four or five, you're giving a game back there that um, you desperately need. So it's uh, – making the old Joe, Joe Nathan sound, uh, you know, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah. But uh, well, yeah, you're, I, I think something that's in their favor is this weekend. Uh, they, I think they will see Bieber on Friday, but then it's like Cody Morris and Pilkington. And I, yeah, Chris McKenzie is going to pitch Thursday, most likely against the white Sox for Cleveland. So you're probably missing McKenzie. The pitching matchups look much better, but, but at the same time that like, you look at that Cleveland offense and you're like, there's no way they can match up with the twins. And then the twins have a billion injuries and suddenly, uh, you know, guys like Josh Naylor are having a really nice year as their cleanup hitter. And guys like Elvis Andrews look like a completely different player at the top of Chicago's lineup. It feels like when the twins uh, don't have any luck, everybody else gets some. So I'm not counting my chickens, but yeah, it would be nice to see them beat up some shaky pitchers in Cleveland and make this thing a race again. We'll be back. Reese, thank you. Gavin, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Luke, thank you. We always appreciate you guys joining and commenting and being a part of the discussion. This is Twins Territory. Feels like things are over. We're still here. Brandon, thank you. I'll see you soon, brother.